Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 112. I'm your host, Caden, and with me is Austin. Hooray! Yeah, Kat is sadly uh, not with us at the moment. She is performing some weird Canadian ritual that involved like five gallons of maple syrup. And I think a couple of moose. So uh, she's not going to be recording this week. Yeah, that, that's, you know, those things take time. It's just like, you know, Christmas, right? You got to do the shopping and then get to the moose area, right? I'm sure it's just, it's a lot of prep work. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm wondering, do they do it in their house? They do it in like the middle of the forest? I, I mean, I would assume the forest because Canada is like, it's freaking huge. It's right. like bonkers huge. I would think they would have to find moose somewhere out in the wilderness. Maybe, uh, you know, they have to be like, come here, moosey, moosey, moosey. Here, moosey, moosey, moosey. I got you some pure straight Canadian syrup. That's right there. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we've also got a new show to pimp. So uh podcast just recently joined the Creative Brand Candy Network. It, the title or the name of it is uh, Catabophobia. It's a show about two powerlifting college students and a powerlifting coach uh, who tackle the woes of the modern fitness world. Uh, they release an episode every Tuesday, and you can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on our website at creativebrandcandy.com. Saying our as in, uh, you know, ours as the network, not ours as BGA. So go yeah, give them a listen. Me- go check them out. Um, I know I took powerlifting back in high school, so I may actually go, go check out their show. See, I was not much of a power lifter. I was more of a runner, you know, especially when you're running from guys who are, you know, uh, you know, an upper weight class than you. And you're just like a skinny little kid out on the football field. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, run, run, son, run. Yeah, well, I, I had problems with my my foot as a kid. So running was always my specialty. Ah, uh, you poor child. All the monsters that probably gained up on you. It's okay, son. We'll slay those wolverines. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so what we been, get in t- I was going to ask you what you've been playing this week. Ah, so I've been kind of going back and playing some good ones. Uh, Outer World, getting back into that. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, just trying to catch up on it, trying to get towards the end. You know, it's just yeah. a lot of fun blowing critters and robots up and it's like yeah 1950s vibe hello <laughs> um i've been playing more of the predator game right oh that's so addicting so addicting how about you kid what have you been playing so i've been you know playing the game that we've been doing this week um but i've also been playing a lot of league of legends um Oh yeah, I used uh. to poo-poo on it in the past. I was like, eh, top down you side. And at this point, I'm kind of addicted to it. Like it's a lot of fun, especially because I got a handful of friends that I usually message and we'll hop on. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's a, actually a lot of fun. Granted, it's it can be really irritating when you're not doing well or when you know you should be doing better, but you just you can't seem to be doing well this match. And yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot, a lot of that. You know, probably more than I'd be willing to admit. <laughs> oh God, I have not played League of Legends. Oh, wow. I haven't even thought about that game in forever. I'd like to say high school. Like, you know, like it was kind of just like the hot thing back then. Yeah. And then that, it, you Dota know, I two, just kind of forgot. Yeah, that Dota 2 and Smite. Now, I I initially got into the genre playing Smite because uh, it was a, you know, third person sort of camera. I just personally, right. you know, at the time, just I it felt better. And I still think that the controls definitely still feel better. Um, but I will say that the gameplay isn't as good as, as League of Legends, having now played both of them and now being able to compare the two. Well, that's the point of being a bad gamer, Caden. You know, you hop from game to game, being able to compare stuff. That's terrible, God, man. No, that's, no why, that's why we formed this group. Yeah, that's no why kidding. We this group. I, still, <laughs> I still have a laundry list of games I need to get through. I know. It's just you start one... And then you move on to the next, but then you look back and you're just like, I have so many regrets. It's just yeah. like a relationship. It's like I, I want to go back closure. and finish that. And then I just go to play and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I have to go and restart. And then I'm like, oh, I remember this part. I remember this part. And I'm bored now. And I get to like the same part or maybe, you know, just a little bit farther. It's like a retried relationship, man. You go back thinking, man, why did we break up in the first place? Why did I stop playing you, video game? And it's like, that's why, because your controls were terrible or your plot line was terrible. <laughs> right. On the subject uh, of stopping, you know, playing a game because it's terrible, uh, you want to discuss this news article you went ahead and threw in? Oh, yes. I'd be more than happy to, uh, to tell me about this. <laughs> so, because of very scathing reviews on Amazon's first game, uh, Crucible. They are delaying their next big budget game by six more months. Originally, it was supposed to come out in August, right? People were getting excited. A lot of new features were coming out, including what I believe what I remember to be a 50 on 50 actual war play, which I was like, okay, this is pretty dope. But now... It's scheduled for spring of 2021. And the company is trying to implement changes because of the, the very, let's see, amountable uh, reviews that they've had. <laughs> they've had a lot of reviews coming from testers and beta testers, you know, and it's, they're like, um, so we're going to pull back. You know, we hate to delay it, guys, but we're, we're not quite to what we want the video game to be. And I mean... Who wouldn't want this game? You know, it's a multiplayer online game. You know, it's got supernatural creatures and you're colonizing, you know, a fictional world. You're actually colonizing it. You're going out and making something of yourself. But they're like, we don't take the decision lightly. It sucks, but we're going to try to get some more experience in. Ah, and I'm just like, well, way to go, Amazon. You want to be the next uh, Blizzard and Activision and woo, you, you bombed it good. Yeah, well, so like, and you'll, I know I ranted about this probably, I think, several times uh, on the on our Crucible episode. No, but I don't remember this at all. No, I, no. I think I doze off. Should, should I rehash it? Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> 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 but no, um, you know, a lot of the big AAA developers and publishers, Blizzard, 
EA, Bioware, uh, 2K, you know, they all stemmed from, you know, they made a they made good games. You know, maybe they had a couple bad ones here and there, maybe when they were just starting out, but eventually they got to the point where they, you know, released a string or several games kind of intermittently that were really good and fans really enjoyed. And it seems like Amazon's taken the approach of just throw it out there and it'll make money on its own. And, you know, when you do that, you lose a lot of reputation and people aren't going to want to play your new IPs if the first one you did that was supposed to, you know, launch your, you know, gaming portfolio uh, was a was a stinker. Like, it wasn't good. <laughs> and that's the thing. We have to look at it from, they're not developers. They're not experienced developers. They're, they're just kind of like fishing here. They're like, hey, I wonder if I can get, get some more revenue, you know, explore what I can throw out my tentacles. I mean, they, they already have the logistics, the deliveries, the websites, right? Right. And but it's, I mean- it's, they're just trying to get their tentacles out there. And they... They they fished up a shark because yeah, oh I mean, boy these reviews are terrible yeah well because I mean so games are an art form of themselves um, and you can definitely tell when a game is just kind of thrown together like for instance there's a uh, uh, there's a, a developing technique called uh, I want to say it's asset yeah asset flipping where basically someone will go and get like a, a handful of the UD assets like a UD asset bundle. And they'll just, or they'll, you know, get a bunch of cheap bundles or free bundles that they could get their hands on. And they'll just throw them all together to make a, you know, to, to make a really, really just awful broken game. <laughs> and they'll throw it on a, like, Steam, like the Steam Greenlight program. Oh, uh, yeah. And they'll basically do this to make a quick buck. And, and, that's, and that's what it really is. It's just, yeah. it's quick money. Right. They yeah, say, let's just throw a bunch of developers together. We'll hash a game. Right. We'll scrum it. And we're, we're going to try to push it out as quickly as we can. And this is like, this is how it happened to Crucible. And now people are like, dude, there's so many things wrong. So many. Yeah. So I, I hope maybe the new world is better. I don't have high hopes. Um, but yeah, it's, maybe, it's maybe another six months, right? Like maybe, maybe they'll add some new features or maybe they'll really dig down deep and, and actually f- listen to us. Yeah. I don't see it, but. You know, I'm definitely willing to be proven wrong. Uh, I guess only time will tell. That's what, six months? I'm going to set my timer. So I'm going to wake up and be like, ah, today's the day. It's like, no further extensions needed. No. Right. Now, on the subject of, you know, companies investing money into the gaming industry. Uh, um, segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sony has actually uh, made a two, $250 million dollar investment into Ooh. Epic Games, um, which have granted them a minority share uh, of the company and Ooh. basically have allowed, you know, kind of a deeper collaboration between, you know, Epic and Sony. Um, the, you know, kind of their intentions for this weren't revealed yet, but, you know, Epic basically said they were, you know, very excited to, you know, partner with Sony. Um, you know, Sony has the leading portfolio in the entertainment assets and technology. Um, and, you know, Sony made it very clear that, uh, you know, they're hoping to explore, uh, you know, opportunities, collaborate with Epic and to, you know, make sure to maybe bring some, some new IPs to, to Epic and the players on Epic uh, through it. 
yeah. And you know, it's, I mean, that's not chump money. That's not here. Here's a grand for like 20 grand. Here's, you know, here's like a foundation, you know, that we're, that you're, we're going to put money into the pot. No, this is like an investment. That's, that's not something to laugh at. Like this is something where, Hey, they have some serious money that they're getting now. They have like a lot of opportunities with this. And you're right. Sony is a very large company. It's a very technological company. It's a very innovative company. Oh, precisely. So, you know, to have such a large company, not, you know, not just, you know, say, hey, we want to we want to invest in you guys, but a huge investment and adding a minority share that if that doesn't say, hey, we, we really need you guys. We really would want, like we care about you. That's a huge like sign of respect, right? Like, oh, woo, 250, woo, heart attack, age. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, say what you want about the Epic Games Store. It is not my personal favorite. Steam will always be my personal, you know, store for PC. Um, however, you know, there are some things that they do right. They, for instance, they put out two free games. Uh, I want to say it's like every month. Like every yeah, two weeks like, or every month. Yeah. I it's like every month or so. I think that's you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, they have you know their store is okay, but again, I I do miss some of the features like being able to monitor my downloads uh, through Steam. Um, still can't stand Fortnite. Still think that that should have been burnt to the ground. Um, and I mean they 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 do some pretty decent deals. It's just I. I think what turned it off for most people, what I know turned it off for me personally, was the fact that you know, when Borderlands 3 was announced, it was also announced that it was going to be an Epic exclusive. And you know, Steam users or other PC users, I should say, basically would have to go through their platform and wouldn't be able to get it on Steam for another, I want to say like eight months, eight or nine months. Yeah, that delay can really... Off-put a so lot. Because I, I understand, you know, chat, you know, competition is what you know drives markets and what keeps people from getting a monopoly. But I don't agree with making games exclu- exclusive to a particular store because all that does is just I, I think it hinders it because you can't force someone to go through your store. Uh, most most people I talk to uh, either just waited for Steam to you know for the Steam version to come out, or they got on a console. Yeah, and that's what it really is. It's just the money game, and you know I agree with you, man. It's really not fair. It really feels like they you know they kind of tighten the grip on their own products. But at the same time, looking at it from you know a perspective of hey, you know if I was a game developer, which my gosh, if I ever was, but you know, it's, it's stiff competition. You have to find an edge that says, Hey, you know, you can wait for, you know, six months to nine months till it comes to your favorite game launcher, or, you know, you can just get it from us and just have it right now. And that's what they're really trying to do. And I can respect that part of it where there's, they're just trying to make a buck, but I totally agree with you, man. It's just not fair that when you exclude, you know, exclusivity, to a specific type of, you know, video game that looks really awesome. And it's like, but I can't watch how long it's going to take to download. I can't just be like, oh, it's going to be an hour. So I'm just going to make a lunch or, you know, run to the grocery store. No, I have to be like on the computer the whole time. Just watching. Right. (laughs) 
but you know, it is what it is. It's a business practice. It's not illegal. They can do it. It just, it really sucks. Oh yeah. No, I'm not saying that, you know, there's any legalities to it. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I just, I don't think it should be done. Yeah. And you're right, man. It just, it, it shouldn't happen, but you know, what else can we do? Unless Caden, we'll start a video game brand. It'll be called bad gamers. Yes. I'll, yes. I'll where pass. all the terrible games go. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> i don't think my dreams shattered before they were even realized yeah i don't think that i don't think now is the time to try and invest you know try and get into the video game market it's okay Caden. i just need you know like six hundred thousand tops you know oh, yeah. to hire a developer and a graphics designer and you know a publisher company yeah we definitely need publishing yeah once i'm a billionaire <laughs> I, i'll consider giving you that as an investment Oh, can, is a golden toilet considered an investment for an office? I have to say that. That sounds pretty important. <laughs> oh, are we ready to review this game? Uh, yes, I think so. Do you want to go first, gentlemen first? Oh, sure. So, uh, you know, this week we're reviewing a game back from 2016 that recently got a definitive edition, uh, Mafia 3. Uh, the original was released October 7th of 2016 uh, with the definitive version uh, which was given as a free update to those who already owned the game, uh, was released on May 19th of 2020. It was developed by Hangar 13, 2K Sheck, um, Aspire, and Aspire Media Incorporated. It was published by both 2K Games and Aspire. And the platforms are basically everything but Linux and Nintendo products. Uh, so we got PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows PC, and Mac OS. Uh, and you know the genre is basically kind of a GTA-esque action adventure shooter um you you play as the character Lincoln clay who's a sh- soldier turned special forces op who has returned home from the vietnam war um and after his family is you know betrayed by the italian mob uh he makes it his goal in life to take revenge on the people who wronged him and make them suffer as much as he had to you know watching his adopted family get murdered in front of him and their home burnt down. Oh yeah, I mean the the story is is very in depth and very oh, yeah. amazing. Like uh, you know, it's based off of 1968, which what a t- tumultuous time, you know, to to try to have a background for a game, right? right? And it's and they really pulled out all the stops. I have to say, like the the storyline, the plot, you know, where is beautiful. It's, yeah, yeah, it blows your mind. You know, it the in depth to characters every time you complete a mission, right? Yeah. The, all the way to man, like some of these people probably had actual conversations like this back in 1968, and you can't, uh, you know, help but be like, "Wow, like this is what people probably actually did and felt like." So it it just it's very good period game, very good period game. Yeah, and I loved the way they actually told the story. So it's uh, kind of set in a documentary format. So oh, depending yeah. on if you're doing kind of a main mission or or, or I think what excuse story me, mission. side missions or yeah, the story missions or. Uh, kind of one of the side story missions, you'll get basically kind of two different cutscenes. Uh, you'll get one that, you know, is basically this, uh, oh, like assistant director to, I want to say the FBI? Um, no, CIA. Um, who's basically kind of discussing all the, you know, people that worked with Clay. It kind of gives you some backstory on them and kind of what happened, uh, you know, what happens down the road. Um, there's also... Uh, a pastor, I want to say his name's Father, is it Father James or Father Charles? I think it's Father Charles. Father Charles. Um, 
he he has a couple of appearances basically you know uh, especially towards the beginning uh where he kind of basically shows that yeah this wasn't a good path for him and i wish i could have stopped him oh um, yeah and just the the emotion that's what it oh, really yeah. was like it wasn't just like it was a very true crimey kind of show and you know I, a lot it's a very it's a very tough thing to produce a really good true crime show but the way that they they set it up around the story with the cutscenes, the the witness counts, right? Like, and the you know the connections. Like, hey, this is this is what legally happened. Blah 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 blah. And you're just like, my God! Like, it's it's just the right type of in depth where you're not lost to the language, but you're still able to like, oh man, this is the kind of stuff I get to do, like showing off or you know gunfights and stuff like that. Right. Really awesome. Also. I also really loved like the the cutscenes where it showed uh, Donovan in front of uh, the handful of senators, and you know he's just sitting there leaning back. They're asking these questions. And oh he's basically gosh, like, he's so cocky yeah, too. He's basically like a screw you, and they're like, "Do you know what you did?" Yep. He's Would like, you go I don't back care. and change it? Like, nope. Throw me in jail. <laughs> Whatever, son. I did what I did. He sits here. Awesome. He has he has no regrets. Oh. <laughs> No regrets. Terrible, um, Kaden. You're just terrible today. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it plays similar to GTA Five. You can steal cars. Um, a lot of the ways you're going to be moving around is driving. Uh, there's some times where you, um, where you, you're going to have to take a boat. Um, but I mainly found those more in like the four situations uh, rather than kind of an optional one. The only time I did it was at one point when both my tires were shot out. And I was by the river. I was like, screw it. I'll just take a boat. And yeah, the boat play. I mean, don't get me wrong. The mechanics for the boat was really decent. Like it actually drives like a boat would. And, you know, if you don't know how to drive a boat, you're very surprised when you try to play a game. You're like, it should drive like a car. No, that's not it's how like, water no. works. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, it, it is definitely similar to, to GTA, right? right. It's, you know, you do this, you do that, you get some money in your pocket, you buy better upgrades, and then wash, rinse, repeat. And and then here, but here's my thing with that, is that it has gameplay similar to GTA, but there's not near as much to do. Um, yeah. And also, can't re- it's, it's very limited, I'll, yeah, I'll have to admit. Yeah, and I, um, the it is open world, but the map is fairly small, and so, you know, there were a few times I just kind of felt boxed in. I, I stopped exploring for like the collectibles and whatnot because just there wasn't any motivation. Yeah, and there's there's a lot to collect in this game. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, you can go out and collect uh, famous artist Vargas, right? Like they had like a couple of his actual paintings in there. Like this is real period stuff that they right. include in this game. Right. They include real albums that were created, real yes. artwork. And the licensed like, music. I'm so oh, glad. I'm so yes. glad they paid for that. So because, amazing. Oh, it was awesome. And it's it's just very, it's like I said, it's a very good period game. It oh, yeah. really takes a snapshot of 1960, like the the full details, not the hippies and Nixon and you know, the water, you know, all the typical stuff people normally think about the 60s. And it actually like the nitty gritty details of it. And you're like, whoo, that is just, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Why do you think that people are such a fan of games like G- the GTA series and the Mafia series and games that 
basically, you know, for lack of a better phrase, promote criminal activity or allow the player to play as, you know, a criminal. So I think what it really is, is just the fantasy aspect. And, you know, that's, that's the beautiful part of video games. You can literally be anything you want in any type of genre. You can go from, hey, you're, you're K-pop playing an anime one-on-one player versus player type of game, right? And it's real like Mortal Kombat or Naruto uh, Shippuden, right? Like those type of anime games. Right. Or you could play like Medieval Knights, D&D uh, shooters from the future, right? It's really the fantasy aspect. And I think people love the difference that it takes. You know, a, a lot of video games before Grand Theft Auto really took off, they were just kind of like survive or gain the high score, right? And then something like that comes out and you're just like, oh, so I can like shoot at the police. I have to try to, you know, accomplish this mission or that mission. It's just a difference in gameplay. And I appreciate the variety. Variety is literally the spice of life. If you don't have it, then it's a it's like oatmeal, right? <laughs> You're playing the same thing. But <laughs> I've it's, never heard someone compare a game or a game concept to oatmeal. That is a that is a first for me. If hey, if it attaches to food, I can compare it. But that's the, <laughs> that's the thing. It's when you try to compare it with other games, right? Obviously, not everyone has the same taste. You have people who like Fortnite better. You have people who like you know Doom better. It's it just depends on the type of genre. And these people, this is what they produce. This is they say, okay, this is our next project. We think it's going to be really a hit, and then they you have to go with it. And that's, and I get it, you know, it's a very violent game. I mean, there's literally combo moves where you sneak up and as long as you wait for the person to come by, you hit your button and you just silent kill, right? Right. Kind of like Assassin's Creed. And you're like, oh, okay, I can get into this. So I don't have to be in full on gunfight mode. I can just, you know, I can take a different way. I can sneak up and kill all the guys around him and have some fun with it. And then the last guy will be like, where are all my guys? And you're like, ha I killed them all. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's one, that's one thing I wanted to mention was that this game, like, so I loaded up on normal because I was like, I don't want to do hard because it, it, you know, I, I want to try and get through the game as much as I can, but I also don't want to do easy because I actually want to have, have a challenge. But holy crap, I should have gone hard because this game is not challenging it whatsoever. I think it that- It is not. Like, if there was an actual challenge to this game, I would have- been less prone to kind of getting bored or spacing out while playing. Well, it also depends on on how far you get in the game. Like for me, I, I got to Point Verdun, you know, like one of the districts that you you have to win over and try to conquer as as part of your campaign, which is you divide the city and you complete the missions in that city and then you, you get the benefits from that yeah, city, right? Yeah. And Go kill this, you know, go destroy that until the lieutenant pops out, go kill him and then eventually you'll you know um draw out the particular boss you're trying to go for and then either recruit him or kill him right and it's you know and that's what that's the whole that's the whole shtick of the game that really wash rinse repeat over multiple like areas but there are some areas where it, it can get tougher like in point verdum it's uh in the video game it's a very white community right it's just you know white people are here like this is the type of generalized Italians, Irish, you know, um, 
black people or, you know, like Haitians, right? And it, it, you know, depending on the crime, it depends on the varying circumstances. So if you shoot up, right, like the very uh, starting first level, right, the cops aren't in a densely populated area, right? But then you go to Point Verdun, all of a sudden those cops, they start coming in force. You're like, you're flooded with police cars and you're trying to escape like this little community. And, you know, I, I granted it is pretty easy to take them down. You just have to have the right, Assault rifle, shotgun combo, you know, uh, handgun or escape plan to be able to outrun these cops. But it's also super easy to take them down. Yeah. Well, because, and I mean, even even ignoring the cops, just going in and killing the targets and whatnot. So oh, I yeah. use like the basic, uh, almost like an M14 rifle. Uh, I want to say it was kind of, you know, similar to that. Uh, and the a little sawed off, you know, shotgun um and i used that for my entire playthrough and i never had an issue like there wasn't a time when i felt like i this is getting so difficult i need to switch weapons which i mean i guess on one hand you know could potentially be good because that means that it doesn't matter what weapon you choose so long it's one you enjoy but i think that a game should make it challenging enough for you to continue upgrading the weapons Especially because if you're spending thirty grand on a weapon with twenty rounds in it, you know that deals a you know a crap ton of damage. But two shots from something with sixty rounds in it is gonna you know be better. That's not a it's not a good trade off. Especially considering that the shotgun can one shot anyone you know with you know short to mid range. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, it just depends on your gameplay, right? Some people are guns blazing, right? It's fun. It's risky, but it's super fun. Some people, they like to, you know, snipe from afar. Like, hey, I would rather sit on top of a rooftop and kill all the guys and then go and accomplish my task. Make it super easy. And then some people are like ninjas, right? Like, hey, I'm just going to up close and personal, like shank a guy and then like throw him over the edge and feed him to the crocs, right? It just (laughs) depends on your specific gameplay. And I've done that. I've literally, I would go up and I'd kill a few guys. And then, so that way their bodies aren't found and it raises the alarm to any of the other enemies in the area. I just take them and I find a nearby like trash can or, you know, just a place to hide and stash the body. And then I just go in like, hey, well, what happened to Bobby? It's like, I took care of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, so much fun. But, you know, it's the same thing. I, I didn't need to upgrade my weapons or to keep constantly getting bigger, better weapons. All I needed was a sniper rifle, like the very original sniper rifle that they give you in the game, right. and a silencer. Yeah. Like, that's all I really needed. Yeah. It's just, I think that I would have liked something, you know, something to force you to do that because it would have added challenge to the game and it would have made it less monotonous because I think that's what killed me with this game was just how monotonous it can get because it's, you know, go kill this. Okay, okay, now go destroy that. Okay, now go interrogate this guy. Now go kill this guy. And it's just rinse and repeat over and over. Um, you know, I've never been a big fan of that. There are a few games that, you know, I'll tolerate it. But, well, the story with this is good. It's just the monotony kills me, man. Yeah. And you know what? It sounds like something that uh, the Netflix show, Disenchantment. The repetition. The monotony. The repetition. The monotony. <laughs> and he just keeps going for five minutes. And they're like, wait, what was the last part again? 
Oh, yes, the repetition. It's like, oh, my God. You are right, though. It's just, it's a very rinse, wash, and repeat. The game mechanics don't exactly have an in-depth gameplay. The story plot is good, but it, it just, it falls really short when it comes to, like, the gameplay mechanics. It really sucks because it's, I just, if they twerked it just a little bit more, right? Like, make it a little bit more challenging. Give me, like, some in-game settings where I can, like, make the cops tougher or have body armor or call in the National Guard, right? Like, something that really ramps up the game. But it just, it falls short of that. It's really disappointing and it sucks. But a lot of good story, not enough gameplay. Like, Good gameplay. Right. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I mean, for, for a 2016 game, the graphics are good. I really like that. Well, um, I, but this is also the definitive edition. They, yeah, yeah, but I, I looked I've into seen the it. comparatives. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at that, but I mean, the comparatives weren't, you know, the definitive edition didn't drastically change the graphics if you compare it to, you know, to the original. Well, um, I mean, you're right, and there's not a lot of dramatic changes, but there's definitely say, some good touch-ups. Yeah, I mean, they they did change like indoor lighting uh, and whatnot. I will say though, um, I found the lighting to be really weird sometimes. So, like the transition from going in a dark room uh, and then going outside, uh, the lighting gets really wonky. Um, when it rains, uh, I don't know if it's just the way that they, you know program the reflection to bounce off of the ground after it rains but holy crap light does not reflect that well off of a surface after it rains uh, yeah it was like getting hit with a flashbang i mean and that's just a graphics thing honestly right. you know it light light is one of the very few elements that's really hard to imitate that's really hard to make it look good i mean the toughest things are water and fire but light it's its own tricky, tricky little thing, right? right? You have to make sure that it's not so bright in a specific time of day where you're blinded, but it's bright enough to where you can see like everywhere else around it. And it's just a shadowing technique that that it's it's experience that you need in regards to that. But that's not the only tripping thing, man. I swear, like this game was so haunted to me when I like started <laughs> like killing dudes inside houses because the, like I, I, I went to go like trick a guy into a bathroom. I whistled for him, you know, to get him over here. He walks up. I shank him. Done deal, right? Like not a lot. But then I, I felt my, my blood go out of my face because I turn around to, right, to like look around, see if there's like money or ammo. And the guy like is in the mirror. He and you know he's obviously on the ground, so you know he's dead. But he's like in the mirror and he's like just looking at you, and you're like. Oh, chills. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so creepy. That's one of the few things where if it's a glitch in a game and if it glitches the right way, it can be like, that's really creepy, dog. And then you turn around and it's like, nope, the image is gone. Yeah. Also, <laughs> can we just talk about how awful that rearview mirror is oh when you're driving God, yes, it was horrid. Like I remember so, so horrid. Yeah, I remember when I first booted up this game. And I was driving and I was like, oh, cool. They added a rear view mirror. Like, I kind of like that. And then like, I was um, on TeamSpeak with a couple of buddies of mine. And, you know, one of them was AFK. And the other one had, you know, I was stealing out of his library at the time. No, no, I had just gotten it. He also did. Um, 
And he was like, don't, don't bother. I was like, why? He's like, it's, you'll see. And I go, I get to a stop sign because, you know, the, the game initially tells you that, hey, try and not drive like a crazy person because cops will get tipped off. Um, granted, I found that's usually in the, uh, you know, the nicer areas of town where cops are a little more, uh, a little more racist. Uh, They're downright so aggressive. I, Who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, so I was at a stop sign. I saw a car come behind me. I was like, oh God. He's like, yeah. I was like, I was like, first of all, the mirror itself looks awful. And second, what is this? Refl- what? Is- Why? And he's like, you want to know something? Press, uh, I want to say it was like right stick on your controller. Uh, and I go and press right stick. And I turn around I'm like, okay, cool. So there's no need for this rear mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. The look back. Yeah. And I found that out pretty quick, too. Just having a button to be able to just look directly back. So if you're being chased by cops or the bad guys, and you know, you're doing this cool cutscene like drama car chase thing you know obviously what do they do in those old shows you shoot out the tires right and then you you go turn around do a bad a like swish you know cookies in the car and then you just blast the living crud out of the car but the the rear view mirror is practically useless i get if you're trying to see like, hey, there's a, you know, there's cop lights. Hey, there's somebody following me, right? That kind of makes sense, but it's, it just, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's just, in, in this game, there's really no, no need for it. That's me bumping my desk. I apologize. Um, uh, also, I will say, this is definitely a game that even on PC, you should probably do a controller. Because yeah, the shooting mechanics, yeah, the shooting mechanics aren't needed. You know, I shouldn't say needed. The game isn't challenging enough in terms of the shooting, gameplay, and whatnot to warrant uh, mouse and keyboard, especially with how much driving you're going to be doing. Uh, driving with mouse and keyboard sucks because this game was definitely made for triggers that you can kind of adjust the amount of throttle um, as well as analog joysticks to control how much you turn. Uh, See, you and, and I agree do. with you. I, I totally agree with you on this because I I I do not have a controller for my PC yet. I feel terrible about that. Do you that. have a PS4 controller? I do. You can you can use it on Windows. I'll I'll hey, let you, the I'll, more you learn. Yeah. So for the listeners who are, are also in a similar <laughs> boat, um, <laughs> and I I apologize for interrupting, but there's a so there's software out there called DS4 for Windows or something along those lines. You should be able to find oh. it easily. Uh, if you want. Uh, Join our Discord and I'll go ahead and post that over in the BGA Discord. Yeah, uh, see, I'm a bad gamer because I didn't even know that. I was like, well, I'm condemned to have a keyboard the rest yeah. of my life. So it's, well, so it's based <laughs> off of the fact that when the PS3 hit, they made that for PS3 controls as well because, you know, that they also use the same DualShock system. They're not inherently uh, compatible with Windows PCs. Uh, so basically, you just load it up. Uh, it gives you exact instructions on how to set up with it. Um, you can create custom profiles if, if you want to adjust stuff or if you have like multiple controllers but for different things or you know, stuff like that. Um, it's pretty much plug and play. Uh, this will basically just run it kind of in the background and you usually don't have to worry about it. You'll get notified anytime it disconnects or it does connect. Uh, and it's really useful. Now, this won't change the buttons in-game in Steam. Uh, you can kind of set that, but I tried and I've had kind of mixed results with it. So uh, just B is, uh, you know, 
oh god, I'm blanking on buttons. B is circle. Um, X is square. A is so Microsoft uh, controls. It, it sounds like it's just it's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically a, a Microsoft controller. It's just eventually you have you'll to convert it to your down. PS4. So you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so you you played it with mouse and keyboard because you didn't have your controller hooked up. No, I did not. But you know, it I I found it extremely difficult. Don't get me wrong. Like the level of aiming, like that was basically cheating for me. I like it doesn't. Oh God, it was so easy. I had a silencer and I, and and I was able to get headshots from like so far away. Like not even funny. I it maybe you know a little spray and pray tactic, like two or three like in a row. But I I would I, I would be like. I'd be headshot every time. It was really easy to use the mouse. But when it came to like the more like sneaking around uh, versus like shifting to another spot when you're crouching behind like, you know, like a box or a wall. Right. And I and I and I'm trying to figure out the button play because, you know, it, like for PC, the con- the controls are, you know, shift is to run, but you can't run that long caps lock that you you have to walk and then use caps lock and be like walking slowly you know kind of sneaking <laughs> around and then the tab button if you have to like pause or go to your map menu real quick or what your assets right and it just it, it can get confusing and the same thing with driving trying to change the radio station you're driving with w you're shooting with the mouse and if you accidentally press the e button you accidentally escape the car while it's running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that so many times where I'm like, oh, okay, I want to listen to some this. I want to listen to some jazz, you know, or some rock and roll. And then boop, I press E and I'm like, oh no, I'm being run over by a truck. Oh, oh no. What a horrible mistake I've done. Oh, uh, it was, it was just, it's just really difficult unless you're like super coordinated, which I am not. <laughs> it's super difficult on the, uh, doing it through just the keyboard. So yes, please listen to Caden's advice. Join our Discord. Learn how to get the controller like I'm about to because this will change our lives. Woohoo! Yeah, now granted, most most shooters on PC you can get away with not using uh, a controller. However, GTA-style games like this um, are some of my go-tos for controller. Uh, also still play Skyrim with the controller because I don't like, I just don't like the feel of PC controls. Yeah, it just depends on the game that you're really playing. If it's something that's like third person, you're shooting around, you know, or, you know, something like uh, an online first, you know, first person shooter like Predator, right? Which that is, that's really, that really needs some accuracy. So the keyboard mouse, perfect. Controller, I mean, I'm not so sure because I really like getting my headshots. I really like getting the extra score in the game. But I mean, you can still do that. I mean, just so if you're good enough with, if you got the sensitivity honed down your joysticks, you can usually line up headshots fairly easy, especially if you just hold that angle and wait for them to pop out of cover. Um, if you do have aim assist on, um, so if you have the definitive edition, you get, you know, one of the deals, one of the free DLCs they released was three weapons. There's the precision, uh, which is the you know kind of uh, like M14 sort of or you know, kind of grand style rifle that I was talking about that I was using. Uh, there's the you know exterminatore, which is the kind of 
sawed-off, uh, you know, biker shotgun that I was using. And then there's the uh, Silentium, which is a silenced, like, uh, looks like a 9mm, 45mm pistol. Um, and, like, with those, I mean, with the rifle, it takes a couple shots at the chest to kill. I mean, so... In a lot of cases, you don't need headshots, but I mean, they do definitely help, especially if you're low on ammo and you forgot to restock. Yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty, you know, that for me, I tried to challenge myself by using the silence, you know, the silencer and the the long range scope rifle because, you know, getting up and sneaking around, you know, it, you know, one guy over here, one scattered guy over there, and then you have like eight guys in one controlled area and you're like, okay. Let's see how how much fun I can have by killing these guys. And there, you know, it's not just guns that you can use in this game. You can also run over people, or you can chuck a melodive cocktail. If you have enough money, you can buy a grenade or you know a trap mine. Like it's very inventive the way that you want to kill people. Like if you want to have a car, leave a bomb by it, and just like start blasting the crud out of that car to kill these guys, you can do that. But you know, it's it's just, it's not challenging for me. I'm sorry, Caden. It's just... <laughs> Why do you apologize to me? I agree with you. Uh, um, now there are, there are three kind of story expansion DLCs that you get with the Definitive Edition. There's uh, Faster Baby, which is uh, kind of where you, you team up with a, a character named Roxy Laveau uh, to take down corrupt sheriffs that are terrorizing uh, civil rights activists. Um, Man, what's up with the, on the outskirts of New Bordeaux? I don't know. I can't talk, <laughs> uh, apparently. Um, uh. And this is, you know, focusing primarily on, you know, cars um, and, you know, stunt driving and whatnot. Um, there's Stones Unturned, which uh, has you join forces with John Donovan to settle blood feud um, that began over in while you guys were in Vietnam. Uh, and then there's Sign of the Times, which basically has you working with Father James to hunt down um, a cult that's been, you know, killing people uh, for these kind of rituals uh, all over New Bordeaux. Yeah, you know, it's the, you know, it gives you a little bit of extra cushion, you know, yeah. like, hey, you know, here's like some stunts. I, I did like the, you know, the addition with the, you know, with the cars, because it's, it's like Starsky and Hutch, right? It's like 70s car scene chases we got him partner heck yeah we did <laughs> it's uh it just reminds me of that so i i really appreciated that and the cars oh the cars in this game are fun especially the sports models Ooh. they also feel floatier than they should like i understand it i mean they're they're late 60s cars uh and in fact several of them are probably also you know from the early 60s um but Jeez, they like they feel so floaty. Like you try and drift a turn, or you try and make kind of a, a sharper turn than you thought you'd have to, and it's like you're skating on ice, man. That's I'll give you that. Like they, re it really is floating in this game. If you're trying to outrun the cops, you know you have to make a couple quick, fast turns. But you know if if you don't time it or get it, it's like very calculated the way that the driving has to be in this game when you're trying to drift around a corner to, you know, get out of the line of the cops. Cause that's what happens. You get in trouble or you get caught murdering somebody or doing something illegal. 
the cops come in force. They swarm you. They like run you over with their cars, right? They shoot, your shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's like, man, I've had so many times where I've had to leave such beautiful sports cars because I, I go too quick around the corner and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, there's a telephone pole. Oh shoot. Boosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, they give you that, at least the slowdown option, which is a kind of a cool feature for me, yeah. but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't last very long. I also didn't it use it a whole upgrades. lot. I'll be honest. Like I, yeah. and I, I didn't see any upgrades for it either. Like, and I think that would be really cool to be able to have it so that way, you know, not only can you slow down for longer periods of time, but it's also available quicker. Cause man, like I said, you're trying to outrun the cops and in this game, they can get, they can get aggressive, right? All of a sudden you're like, okay, I shot a cop, right? There's nobody else around. And if you're in the wrong area, all of a sudden you're like, oh boy, there's like seven cop cars after me. I better drive like I'm alive. And I, like how you, I like how you just casually just say, yeah, I just shot a cop. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's GTA-like. What, yeah, like, what yeah, else I, I are you, you really doing except killing people and, you know, avoiding the police? That's the whole GTA-esque like of right. it. That's the niche. You're, you're trying to be bad and get away with it, like breaking bad. Right. And it's, it, but that's the thing. You are right. And in, in regards to the driving, it made it so difficult for me to get away. Unless I was going down like the highway in the game where I could actually speed up like to 70, 80 miles per hour in the right car. It, it just made it a lot more like, oh gosh, I have to calculate this turn. Oh no, there's another turn after this with a semi. Ah. Yeah. That is another thing is that they're, 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 there are different types of cars that, uh, you can get so there's uh sports and muscle cars there's luxury cars that you can find in some of the you know wealthier neighborhoods some boats you know there's also like later in the game you also get one of the really uh heavy duty trucks like the banks the one that banks yeah use. yeah yeah, yeah. The, the armor trucks yeah yeah there's uh yeah there's also just general street cars you can find and let me tell you if you don't choose the right car and you get in a pursuit you better oh, yeah. bail and switch cars because you better have some ammo or like a good gun yeah. to shoot at. Like you know, because if you the, <laughs> yeah, the cars that you find the richer neighborhoods, you know, they may be nicer. They may seem a lot more clean. Those things can't speed up. They can't accelerate, and they can't turn worth jack. Oh God, yeah, it's it's like you know they're just like boats. Like if you ever yeah, seen one of those yachts. old boat kind of cars, <laughs> like in the nineteen sixties, the long panels. That's what it was like, right? There's just not a lot of control, you know, not a lot of speed, and they were just terrible. They dotted the landscape, but if you if you go if you follow the right guy, or you know you blow up the right place, you can eventually upgrade. Or even there was one thing I really did like as a feature is that you had this wheel that you could use and in the middle of the gameplay, it slows things down and you're like, okay, what do I need? I need to switch weapons. I need to call my money lady, and right? To pick up my someone. money. Yeah, you could call you could someone call, to bring you a vehicle. Yeah, you could call someone to bring you a vehicle. You could call the hit squad. So if you're like outnumbered out the wazoo and you're like, well... I'm about to die. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's right. I can hire a hit squad. They'll be on these guys like, you know, like flies on a poo. Like it's, 
it's, it makes it convenient instead of trying to be like, okay, now I have to figure out what car to rob. Crap, I just got spotted by a witness. I got to kill the witness. Oh my gosh, I went into a populated area. Now I have to kill more witnesses. Right. And <laughs> I or know that sounds bail. like, oh my gosh, what a horrible game. But, you know, it is it is definitely a rated R game. You're going to be killing people, but you're also like having to consider the consequences of, hey, you're going to rob like a car in broad daylight. Well, you better make sure no one's following you because they're going to call the cops. Yeah, they're <laughs> calling the cops, never stop me. Ah. Uh, Oh yeah, they used to have that as a feature. If you upgrade enough, like with your with your uh, underbosses, you can have people cut the phone lines. So you so you can be like, oh, I just killed like a huge mob family in front of all these witnesses. Oh wait, I can call a guy real quick and shut down the phone lines. Whew, that's right. just a uh, convenience. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are your final thoughts on this, my guy? Uh, okay. Here it is: the brute truth. I love the story. I love the plot, the twists, the, you know, the revenge, you know, the like, it's, it really touches like, whoo, like the real aspect of what it means to be like in that, in that time period, you know, like, it's just, it's really amazing. Really right out of like, literally snapshot out of 1968. This, you know, the story flow is just so promising, but the actual game mechanics is is what I feel really failed in this game. And it has so much potential. That's what that's what makes it disappointing. That, you know, that I'm having to go through the same tasks, like it's the instructions for washing my clothes. Kill. <laughs> kill, you know, kill the sentinels. You know, interrogate this one guy. Escape this shootout. You know, deliver these drugs. You know, it's, it's just wash, recruit, rinse, and repeat. And, you know, it's just, it, it really, it really was a disappointment for me. And, you know, granted, you know, having to have more selection than the previous mafias, you know, for weapons, the DLCs, you know, adding some extra missions on that, that kind of helps. But all it does is, is add to the story. It doesn't actually change it. And, you know, I love the play styles that I have. You know, I can be a berserker. I can just full on like, I got, you know, AK-15, you know, blow up a whole block if I want to or sneak in like a ninja and leave without a trace. It's It just feels like the game kind of narrowed in on 1968. They really narrowed in on the story, made it really good for production. But they didn't take a step back and say, can we make the, you know, the gameplay just a little bit better. And they just really narrowed it, you know, in regards to that narrow focus on it, you know, six on 10, it's on thin ice with the BGA crew with mafia three and Caden on the day of my daughter's wedding. What, what, tell me, how do you feel about this game? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I remember when the game came out, it looked really promising. I didn't ever play two, uh, but this, you know, seeing trailers for this, you know, back when I first tried to play it, I didn't have the PC hardware to run it, but I, you know, I definitely was kind of looking forward to playing it whenever I could eventually. Um, I really, really enjoy the set, the, the story, and I really enjoy the, you know, the setting that it takes place. And I really like how they tried to you know, keep with the historical accuracy of, you know, late 
60s, you know, basically New Orleans. Um, But just the repetitiveness and the monotonous of the gameplay is just what detracts from this. Uh, You know, playing a normal difficulty, it felt like it was a beginner kind of tutorial difficulty. Um, And despite, you know, being like, okay, you know what, if I just keep doing this, I'll get to the next story bit. There's just, there's not enough of it there and there's nothing else driving you to do these super menial side tasks. Go kill this. Go destroy that. Hey, look, there's a moonshine car. Go destroy that. Go kill this guy. Go interrogate this guy. Go talk to this person. <laughs> like, you feel like an errand boy, uh, not, you know, a you know Vietnam veteran who's trying to build a criminal organization to take revenge against the mafia, you know? Um, the car mechanics for me personally feel a little too floaty. Uh, and the lighting, you know, can sometimes be really off-putting, especially during the rain. Um, I think overall, I'd have to give it a 5 out of 10. I really appreciate what they tried to do. But I don't, I, I, th- I think it could have been done better. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yes, you can sleep with the fishes or you can kiss my mama's ring for selling me a skunk for a rug. I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of my butt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, hey, we've done it. We've made it through this week, Hayden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, listeners, next week... We will be reviewing a game that seems to be a narrative puzzle game, Old Gods Rising. That sounds like it's going to be pretty fun, Caden. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. And if you'd like to come hang out with us or leave us some feedback, uh, you can join the Creative Brain Candy Discord server. Just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. If you'd like to get your hands on some CBC merch, including, you know, obviously ours, you can go to creativebraincandy.com and click the link in the top right corner that says merch. The link to our specific merch page is also on our website. So don't worry, fans. We have you covered right next to the Discord link. And you know what? From all of us here at BGA Today, me, Austin, and Caden, y'all have yourself a good week now. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem.